Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. Thank you, everyone. How, how's everybody doing today? All right. Uh, I want to thank uh, Dan and Cydia for uh, offering this facility for us. So thank you so very much. Uh, as I think everyone knows, we've exited out of the building that we were in, and we're looking for a permanent uh, home. And uh, so we are really thankful that we have this opportunity to meet here, and just really appreciate it. Well, let's recite our mission statement. Come on, you guys know it. It is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. So that's our target, and our goal is that we become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. So that's our target, that's our goal, so everything that we do is driving toward that. At this time, I'd like to release the children's ministry and the youth ministry. You guys are welcome to go back. And... Uh, Again, I want to thank all of you here. We're in a, uh, uh, this is our first Sunday here, so we're making some adjustments. If you're watching on uh, live stream, uh, bear with us. We, we're trying to work out all the technical details. And so I want to thank all of you for being patient as well as we figure out how to navigate through all the logistics here. But everybody's doing a great job. The tech arts team was here last night for a couple hours and, uh, you know, getting everything set up. And again, uh, Dan and City allowed us to be here uh, last night to, to kind of do a trial run. So thank you for that. So we'll be meeting here for the uh, immediate term, and uh, we'll let you know as things change, we're continuing to pray for and look for a building, for our own building, and so uh, you can keep that as a matter of prayer as well, as you have been praying. And so we're in the series Seeking God, and, and this morning I want to talk about God's power. I, I think that it's important that we understand the power of God, and as we were worshiping, I was looking outside, and I was just... Uh, just enjoying God's creation. And how many, how many times do we take God's creation for granted? We were watching a show the other night, and uh, they were showing the, the sky, the stars in the sky, and they look like diamonds. And uh, when PC has been to Africa, she said, that's how the sky looks. I guess because there's not a lot of lights from the city, that the, the, the stars shine, and they look like diamonds in the, in the sky. It's something that we don't get to experience here living in Houston with all the lights. But how many times do we take take the time to just really enjoy God's creation and just take a deep breath and just enjoy what God has created. So we're talking about God's power, but I want to talk about the power that God has given us for a few minutes. Because God has given us power. Or we could say it another way, we could say that God has given us ability, right? And God has given us the power to do things. I think that's the first slide. Um, and, and I was thinking about some of the things that we have the power or we have the ability to do. We have the ability to run a marathon or something like that. I mean, granted, we're given the ability uh, by God, but, and, and you guys have to I say you guys because I don't do that. I don't run a marathon. I don't run anywhere. Uh, but, but God has given us the ability. He's given us life. He's given us breath. And uh, so those of you that run marathons, you have to train for those. He's given us the ability to lift something heavy. He's given us the ability to go to the moon and back. 
when you think about all the, the things that had to be put in place, but He's given us the ability to do those things. To bring a smile or encouragement to someone. You have the ability to do that. To speak life and blessings. Our words have tremendous power. And I was thinking about uh, some of the conversations I've had in the past where someone has spoken, spoken something harmful over another person and the impact that that has, that that can have. I was speaking with a person recently and something was said to them 15 years ago and they still are reeling from the hurt and the pain of what was being said to them. And so, you know, maybe someone has told you that you're worthless or that you're no good or you'll never amount to anything or whatever. That does not align with the Word of God. What God says about you, who has all power and who's, who created us, and He wants us to walk in the blessings. And so we need to be speaking life and blessings over one another. I remember some of you men were part of the Conquer series that we've gone through a couple of times as a small group. And it's dealing with uh, issues that men have. And uh, there was an example where this commander was training a pilot. And the pilot had gone on this mission. This was one of his first missions. And it was a, a test for him to see how well he did. And when he got up in the airplane and he was going through the maneuvers, he, he just couldn't get it together. And, 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 and so the, the commander said, okay, let's go ahead and land the planes. And so they landed the planes. And this guy's thinking, man, I've, I've just blown the opportunity for me to ever become a pilot because I did so poorly in this, this maneuver. And he, and he was just beside himself because he was so upset that he had blown it so terribly. And so as they're walking into the hangar, there's another commander and a pilot there. And this commander of, uh, with this pilot that had done so terribly on this maneuver, they walk up to the other pilot and commander, and uh, uh, this, this commander uh, tells this other commander and this, this ace pilot, he says, man, I've got the best pilot in the squadron right here. And that man was impacted. He had just blown it. And yet his commander saying, this guy's the best we have. He's better than this guy. You think this guy's hot stuff? This guy's better. And it impacted his life. He had just blown it, but yet his commander saying, you know what, this guy's awesome. And he's going to beat this guy when it comes down to it. And so it, it had an impact on him that he could walk in, in, in faith and knowing that, that God was going to do something, even though he had blown it. Have you ever blown it? Come on, I know you have. And, and so God looks at us and He doesn't say, oh, you've blown it, it's over. He says, I'm doing a new thing. Those, those old things are behind you. Put those things in the past and get into the Word and, and read what I say about you. So if, if we have power to speak life over people and, and encourage people, how much more power does the Word of God have? Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy 30, 19, and 20. The Lord is speaking through Moses to the people going into the promised land. And if you've been coming to Life Fellowship for a while, you're familiar with this passage of Scripture. And Moses is saying, Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Who is given the choice? I've given you. I've given you. So he's saying, I've given you the choice between what? Life and death. 
between blessings and curses. He goes on to say, Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. The choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. I think Moses is pleading with the people saying, please choose life. Please speak life. Speak blessings. Because when this pilot that had failed so miserably was encouraged by his commander, do you know what that did for him? And so Moses is telling the people, when you go into the promised land, there's going to be adversities, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be tribes that you're going to have to remove from the, from, uh, from the uh, landscape. You're going to have to move in and take possession. But he's saying you can do it and speak life and have my perspective because I'm leading you into the promised land. You're not doing it on your own. He's saying, oh, please choose life. Then the Lord gives them the opportunity to choose life, to walk in the blessings, just like He does for us every day. He gives us the opportunity to walk in His blessings. And He gives solutions to our problems. Do you remember when, when you were taking math classes and, and they had the, the answers to the odd-numbered questions in the back of the book to help you? <laughs> Did you ever look at those? Did you like it when, you're, when the assignment was to do some of the odd-numbered questions? Because you knew you had the answer, even if you got it wrong. And how many have you ever had the wrong answer? You go back and you have to kind of back-calculate to get the right answer, right? And so God has given us a solution to every problem that we face. And it's in the book. It's in that book. <laughs> and you don't have to turn to the back. It's throughout the entire book. Uh, last week, uh, I taught on the four different types of soil in, in Mark chapter 4.11. And Jesus said, he, he said, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God. And so, within the Word of God, within God's Holy Spirit speaking to us, we are able to understand things that we wouldn't maybe logically and reasonably or, in, or from an intelligence standpoint be able to understand. But he's saying, I'm giving you the secrets to the kingdom of God. And when, when this, word, it, this, this word secrets doesn't mean, uh, well, it means a mystery, but it's not something that is unknowable. It is something that can only be known through the, the revelation of the Lord given to us, either through His Word or through the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, this revelation God wants us to have. He wants us to have the secrets of the kingdom. He wants us to live a victorious life. We all know John 10.10, 10, the thief has come to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come, Jesus said, that you would have abundant life. So, we're, we were created to live the abundant life. But we need to follow the roadmap, And we need to understand that it's God's power that can lead us and give us this revelation and understanding. So let's read on here in Deuteronomy 30.20. It says, You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. So you want to know what the key to life is? Love God, obey God, and commit to Him. And this comes through a relationship, and that's why we're so intent about intimacy with Christ, to develop, maintain, and model to have this relationship. And when, when we talk about maintain, we're not just talking about maintain an intimate relationship. We're talking about really growing. We're talking about avoiding those wild swings 
where we're hot for God one day and we're cold the next, or we have these wild swings. We want this, this connection to Him to be solid and secure. And so we're always growing because I find that it's a lifelong process that God is working in our hearts and lives. And just like any other relationship, it grows over time. And, and sometimes you don't understand necessarily what's going on in the relationship, but you're committed. And so the key to your life is love God, obey God, and commit to Him. And then verse 20 continues, And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this was a promise that Moses was giving to the the children of Israel when they were going into the promised land, but the principle is the same. So as as we love God and obey God and, and commit to Him, we can live the abundant life, And uh, God will pour out His blessings upon us. The Lord desires an intimate, personal relationship with us. That's the key. I mean, that's why Jesus came and died on the cross to pay for all of our sins, to restore us back into the relationship that was broken in the garden. So we're talking about, uh, you know, I've been talking about our power, but the, the main focus I want to talk about today is God's power in our lives. So God has given us power and ability to do things. The second point is, God has much greater power than we do. So here's another familiar passage of Scripture. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. So we are unable to save ourselves. We are unable to save that wayward child or grandchild or that neighbor that's out of control. But God has the power to reach into that person's life just like he's done probably with all of us, and saved us, pulled us out of us out of situations or lifestyles or, or whatever that may look like. God has the power. If we had the power to save ourselves, do you think we would? <laughs> I think we would. And so God has done something for us that we cannot do for ourselves. Verse 9 says, Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. And so again, it's not a reward for being a good person. Salvation comes from receiving Christ and saying, I receive you in in my life. Now we can do good things, and we are called to do good things. But salvation comes not by by, uh, performing, but by grace. And here's the key to God's heart, I believe, in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. I think we all need to hear this from time to time and really stop and consider we are God's masterpiece. I am His masterpiece. You are His masterpiece. So what, what are we to do? We're just to, to be uh, uh, living this life that, that God uh, created us to live and, and we can just be the masterpiece that He created us to be. We don't have to go and do a whole bunch of stuff. We just live because we're human beings. We're not human doings. And as we, we have this intimate personal relationship with Jesus, God is guiding us and leading us. And so He is responsible for making us into this masterpiece. The, this masterpiece is an expression or demonstration of the work of the Master. So we are the expression. We are the demonstration of the work and the handiwork of the Master. 
Do we get that? Do we understand how valuable we are? Do we understand how precious we are? Do we understand how finely created God made each and every one of us? That He has a purpose and plan for us. And I'm so glad that we're all different. But when we begin to see one another as God's masterpiece, when we begin to see ourselves as God's masterpiece, I think it changes our perspective. So, look around the room. Look around the room. And what do you see? You see the expression and the demonstration of God's masterpieces. How wonderfully each and every one of us is made. And how unique we are made. Ephesians 2.10 continues, He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. He planned good things for us long ago. He created us and everything to, to be for our enjoyment and, and to have relationship with us. We get to enjoy His creation as well. Think about the times that you've, you've watched a, a beautiful sunset. I mean, I, I was looking at some pictures on, online uh, on Facebook last night. And just when you stop and look at God's creation, how wonderful it is, how beautiful a uh, majestic sunset is, or take a vacation into the mountains and viewing the splendor of His creation or relaxing in the warm, clear, brilliant blue waters of the Caribbean. And, and when we get to just look out and, and see God's wonderful creation, these were the things that He created for our enjoyment. This, this Greek word for good is agathos, and it means inherently good as to the believer, the things that originate from God and are empowered by Him in our life through faith. So, back to Ephesians 2.10, He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. And so again, these are the, thing, the good things that we do are empowered by Him in our life through faith. And, and I've, I know that the good things that I do, I would say most, maybe all, are many times are, are driven by the Lord prompting me to do, do something good. Because this, this word good is, it means that we are empowered by Him through our life, through faith. And so we are walking in faith. We are empowered by God to do the good things. So when we get the prompting to call someone and encourage them and say, I love you. You're important. When we, when we have the, the impression from the Lord to, to pray for someone, there's a reason that God has placed that on our heart. And we may never know the impact of that in that person's life. Because God is wanting to do good things through us. And part of the good things that we can do is we can pray for one another. We can call one another up. We can give one another a word of encouragement. So we are the ones that get to do the good things that He places on our heart. And He provides the opportunities for us to do the good things that are empowered by Him. When I stop and think about the Almighty God that created everything has given me power. He's, he works through my life. He works through your life to make a difference in other people's lives. What a, what a, man, what a great privilege that is to think that we get to be a part of what God is doing in this earth and encouraging one another and strengthening one another. 
And so we have the opportunity to lead people into a relationship with Jesus as God opens up that door. And maybe it started with somebody praying for that person, you know, the night before or for weeks. And so that person has been impressed to to pray for this person that needs Jesus in their life. And then you're at work or you're somewhere and God opens up that door and says, okay, now go, go and talk to that person. Go pray with them. And then He opens up the door for you to lead them to the Lord. What a great opportunity that we have to do the good works that God has called us to do. To be a vessel He uses to assist in the restoration of someone's life or someone's marriage where we get to share the the love of Christ with them. Maybe we get to share the Word with them. Maybe they don't know anything about Scripture and that doesn't mean anything to them. But we can love them and we can put our arms around them and we can encourage them and strengthen them and we can pray, pray for them. And so God will work through our lives. His power working through vessels of clay that can, that can do amazing things because we are people that are yielded to Him and say, God, I will do that. I will be that vessel for You. I will go there. I will support that missionary. I will go to that foreign country and train up and help train up and equip other pastors and leaders. I will be that person that will speak life over someone that needs to know that that there's hope. I will be that person that will embrace the unlovely and the hurting and the wounded. And God's power can work mightily through us if we are yielded, if we are willing, if we will love God, if we will obey God, if we will commit to Him. And I'm not talking about obedience from a a legalistic, ritualistic standpoint. I'm talking about obedience because we have a relationship with Him. And we want to do His will in our life. And so the ability or power and inspiration to create and do good things come from the Lord. And He empowers us. But He's looking for people that will say, Here am I, God. Send me. And so He can do amazing things. You know, uh, you think about some of the, the worship songs that we sing Somebody penned those. And many of those songs, if not all of them, were inspired by the Lord. But somebody wrote the songs down. Somebody put the music together. Somebody went into the studio. Some musicians went and recorded those things that we all get to enjoy, that we all get to sing and worship and when we enter in because God worked through somebody's life to do that. So whether it be a painting or a song or, or building something, like we've had things that we've had to, to build, uh, you know, for the church, you know, and, and so there have been people, skilled craftsmen that have come up and built stuff. Okay, you think, well, this is a, a, a stand for a camera for, for the video. Well, that's important because who knows how many people are being reached with the video ministry. And so God is looking for, for people that are willing to do practical things the tech arts team, you know, they're, they're back here working, doing some practical things that are having an impact for us. 
or having an impact for the people that are watching online. And so God will do things through our lives. And sometimes they may seem like menial tasks, but somebody has to clean the restrooms. And so that has, that has an impact. Have you ever gone into a dirty restroom? Have you ever gone into a dirty restroom in a church? What kind of impression does that leave you with? Not a very good one. And so God wants us to, to represent Him with excellence. But it's not just about that. It's about loving people. But one of the ways that we can love people is to honor them. And so when we invest into our children, we're giving them the Word of God. We're reaching out to them and sharing the love of Christ with them. The ability or power to speak a prophetic word or, or to be a vessel that is used to perform a miracle. God is still doing miracles today. I know people, some people don't believe it, but we've seen God do miraculous things that are not possible by the hand, uh, except by the hand of God. And so God is looking for people that He can work through, that He can pour through. He gives us life itself. All comes from Him. So my third point is, are we walking and living in the power God has given to us? Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And I think there are a lot of Christians that need to hear that. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Our sins have been paid for by Jesus. We've been redeemed. He paid the ransom. Uh, Romans 8, 2. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So this is not about religion. It's not about performance. It's about God's grace. That He has freed us. He has given us the life-giving Spirit that has freed us from the power of sin that leads to death. And this is about Jesus coming to set the captives free. This is about Jesus and filling us with life. And that's why we need the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit residing in us so that we can live this abundant life, that we can be set free. In a few weeks, we'll be having the, the uh, service at the Chemo Boardwalk, the Resurrection Sunday, the Easter Sunday morning service. There will probably be hundreds of people there that don't know the Lord. And we're not just having a service because it's something to do. Our intent is to preach the gospel to help people get free. And you know what? Honestly, there are some Christians that need to get free. <laughs> we need to be free. Jesus came to set us free. Let's look at Acts 19, 11, and 12. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. It was God's power working through Paul. Are you, would you be okay if God wanted to do some unconventional things through your life? And I'm not talking about just, just being weird and kooky, just to be weird and kooky. I'm talking about the Lord actually doing something through your life, but maybe unconventional. Are you willing to get out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to share your life? Are you willing to... Let me say it this way. Are you willing to give your life away? <laughs> you know, the, because there are, there are different levels of this relationship with the Lord. And, and you have people that are, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Oh, that's great. The demons from hell believe in Jesus too. 
That doesn't mean anything. Oh, well, I, I kind of want to get to know Jesus a little bit. And then maybe we, we progress from there to, you know, I do have a relationship with Jesus and, and I want to I, I serve Him. And then there's another level where we say, you know, I, I, I'm, I just abandon myself. I, I'm just giving my life to You, Lord. And I'm not talking about being weird and kooky. You know, if, uh, I'm talking about yielding to the Lord. And if you have friends that don't talk about someone that's weird and kooky to you, you're probably the weird and kooky one. All right. So, but God wants to work through our lives in an authentic, a genuine way. He's not looking for perfect people. <laughs> but God wants to do amazing things through our lives. He has chosen us. We have this relationship with Him. And He's saying, hey, here's someone, here's a a group of people that love me and that obey me and that I can trust because I know that I can give to them and they will give, that they will give what I ask them to give. They will do what I've asked them to do. So are you okay if the Lord wants to work through your life? (laughs) Because I think some people are okay as long as it doesn't inconvenience them as long as it doesn't cost them, as long as it's everything that they want to do. But maybe God is wanting to stretch you a little bit. Maybe God is wanting to build your faith a little bit more. Maybe God is wanting you to step out and trust Him. Acts 19.12 When the handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin, talking about Paul, were placed on sick people. They were healed of their diseases, and evil spirits were expelled. So even the handkerchiefs or things that Paul had touched, when they would lay those on sick people, they would be healed. Because Jesus came to heal us. He came to heal our, our broken lives. He came to set people free. Luke 9.1 says, One day Jesus called together His twelve disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal diseases. He said, cast out demons and heal diseases. And you know what's interesting too, and I, I, I haven't done the research to, to know 100%, but many times Jesus would cast out demons out of people and then they would get saved. Because you, you can't can't save a demon and you can't cast out the flesh (laughs) and and so many times I think people need to get free because do you know people that that they say they're Christian and maybe they are but they're 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 very wounded and and they they can't receive the things of God because of their woundedness I mean we're all broken in some way right but Jesus came to fix our broken messed up lives and if, if we say that we're a Christian, there should be some change. There should be a, some change in our, in our lives. And I'm, again, I'm, please hear me. I'm not talking about performing. I'm talking about transformation because we have been changed on the inside because our heart has changed. And if our heart has changed, then our actions will follow. The things that our passions will change. Our, our desires will be changed because they're not doing those old things that we used to do, but we're coming into to alignment with God's purpose and plan for our lives. 
Our core scripture is Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. So these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. And then he goes on to write, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And so their responsibility is to train and equip. And God is preparing many of you to train and equip and lead others. These are the gifts Christ gave apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So this continues. This is a growth process. And so God is working in your life. I know He is. Because <laughs> He's working in my life too. And He's preparing us for more. And so He's looking for people that are willing to say, Lord, send me. I want to be trained and equipped and prepared. And then I want to go out and help train and equip and prepare. And maybe it's things like being on the tech arts team. Maybe it's things like teaching a Bible class. Maybe it's things like standing in a pulpit and, and preaching on a Sunday morning. Maybe it's demonstrating the love of Christ. to a lost and dying world that so desperately needs what we have that we can have an influence and their lives will be changed because they see something in us that they don't have that they're looking for so training and equipping is, is studying the Bible reading the Bible praying things like that but it's really when we go out and when we live it And all of you, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. This is, uh, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Verse 28. Here are some of the parts God has appointed to the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. And so there are a lot of different areas that God wants to pour into the body of Christ. To, what? To use, to train and equip and encourage and strengthen one another. And God is looking at us and He's saying, are you willing to receive my power and walk in the anointing, walk in the blessings, walk in the things that I've called you to do to impact a lost or dying world? But not only that, but that we would grow that we would strengthen our relationship with Him. And in that process of Him working in our hearts and lives, we're impacting other people. We're rubbing shoulders with other people. And we have been allocated the power to speak life and blessings over people. So when someone comes into your office or someone is down, they have no hope, we have the hope of Christ living in us. And we know what our Heavenly Father sees in us, that He sees us as a masterpiece. But you know what? He sees the same 
He sees the same for that, the, the pimp, the prostitute, the drug addict. He created them to be in relationship with him. And so their lifestyles can be changed, can be transformed, and they can come into this relationship that we have with Jesus as well. And so God is looking for people like you and me that will go out and share his hope with others. But you get my point. We are the church, and God is giving us a great opportunity. But listen, if we don't know who we are in Christ, if we don't understand that God is the God of impossible, that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask or think, we may not walk in the fullness because we don't have the faith. But you know what? God is doing something in our midst. And God is wanting to do something in our life. And God is wanting us to understand that we are His prized possession. We are His masterpiece. And that He has allocated many things to us that we need to walk in. Imagine that you have software on your computer and and you have the icon there. But if you don't click on it, you don't access that software. And so God has given us His power. He's given us His love. He's given us abilities to go. We, we just read where, where God did miraculous things through Paul. He would lay a handkerchief or an apron on somebody that he had touched and they would be healed. Demons would be cast out. God has the power to do all of these things. And we just need to receive it. And we need to live like we believe what His Word says. All right. Well, if you'll stand, let's bless one another with this blessing. If you'll recite after me, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. And just remember that you are God's masterpiece. He has a great purpose and plan for you and your children. And uh, I want to challenge you as always, make a difference in the world around you. Go out and live it. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. For more information, be sure to find us at our website at www.lifefellowship.me or call us at 832-864-2800. Have a great week and remember to live it. God bless you.